Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. When I walked in here about uh, maybe an hour or so ago, I kind of walked in early today and just sat here for a little while, maybe a couple hours ago. Um, we had our, t- our, our, our um, sign that says prayer meeting. Could you guys put that up real quick? Do you guys have that? So I walked in and I was sitting in the front. We quote this verse all the time. Let's read it together. Ready? The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Now you know what the key is. It's that the prayer comes from a righteous person, all right? Now what makes a person righteous? This is the key for all of us to understand. This is one of the defining factors when you pray. A righteous person is someone who has been made right with God because they've put their faith in Jesus and Jesus alone. How many are righteous in this place? We are all righteous. How many praise God for that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, many people, when you say that, they get a little bit, mm, I don't know. You know, and I remember this is one of the reasons why we... uh, we say uh, it's important to go to a class like Foundation Bible class because 30 years ago or so, I went to Foundation Bible class and the teacher asked, how many people here are perfectly righteous? And I was with one of my buddies who was older in God. Actually, he went to the class to take me, I think, if I recall correctly. And he raised his hand. And when he raised his hand, his name was Billy. When he raised his hand, I was like, Billy, put your hand down, bro. And he started laughing. You see, because I was young and I didn't realize, no, wait a second. I didn't know that the Bible teaches that when you put your faith in Jesus, guess what? He makes you perfectly, everyone, righteous. Our righteousness is as filthy rags, you see. But the Bible says, he who knew no sin... He became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. And what that means is is that when we come to God, we don't come to God on the basis of our deserving it. We don't deserve it. Actually, we've been made right by him, by his blood, by his power, by his work. He's the one who makes us right. And then he says, now since I've made you right, come and pray and ask whatever you will. Why? Because you've been washed in the blood. You're my child and I love you. And if I love you and you come into my presence, all you need to do is ask. And so today, listen, when you go to pray, remember, you're not praying to earn anything from God. You're praying because you've been invited by God, your heavenly Father. He says, ask and you shall seek and you shall knock and the door will be. So right now, as you go to pray... You're praying, and, and the, the simplest word 
that we pray saying, God, because I'm your child, because I belong to you. The prayer of the righteous person is everyone powerful and effective. It's powerful and effective. So take, lift, up, lift up that prayer request card right now. All you have to do is one thing. Pray in faith. Come on, open your mouth and begin to pray. Hallelujah. Pray with boldness. Pray with courage. Pray as a child of the living God. As a son and daughter of God. Hallelujah. We believe you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to your name, O oh God. Glory to your name, O oh God. Blessed be your name, O oh God. Great are you, Lord. Hallelujah. Tell Pastor Jose. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord God, and we praise you, Lord Jesus, because you alone are faithful. Father, you are not like the shifting shadows that you would lie, oh God. You are true to your word and you are unchanging. So, Father, we lift up our voices to you, oh God, asking you, oh God, to do for us, oh God, what we cannot do for ourselves. Father, we pray, Lord God, for every person, oh God, who has been stricken in their body with illness, that, Father, that you, Lord God, would put the things that are out of order and that you would submit them, oh God, to a godly order. Father, so we ask for healing. We ask for deliverance. Father, we ask for those that are struggling, oh God, with cancer. Father, we ask that you would remove it in the name of Jesus. Those who are struggling, oh God, with, with issues, oh God, of the lungs. Father, we ask, oh God, that you would restore it in the name of Jesus. Those, oh God, who are struggling with addiction. Father, we ask that you would break it in the name of Jesus. Father, every child, oh God, that has turned their back on you. Father, we ask, oh God, right now, in the name of Jesus, that you would send your Holy Spirit and that you would contend with every heart and every mind. Father, your word says that no one shall come to the Father unless the Spirit draws. So, Father, we ask, oh God, right now, in the name of Jesus, that you would go to every son and daughter, Father, right now, and you would tug on every heartstring, oh God. Father, we pray for those, oh God, who are believing you, oh God, for financial miracles. Open the floodgates of heaven. Lord and provide for your children father we ask oh God for jobs but not only just father places of employment places in which oh God that we would fully father fulfill the potential that you have ordained in Jesus Christ father we pray oh God that you Lord God would heal the land father the land is groaning and father we ask oh God that you would have mercy go to every country oh God that has been stricken oh God by a natural disaster and raise up the name of Jesus Christ. Let your church arise. Let your church be your hands and feet today, oh God. 
And we ask that you would supply every need, Lord God. So we surrender every request. Father, you see, oh God, even the requests, oh God, that are on people's hearts today. Father, we ask, oh God, that you would move mightily by your spirit and that you would save and that you would heal, that you would mend and that you would restore, oh God. So we give you thanks, oh God, because we consider it done because you are faithful and your word is yes and amen, oh God. So Father, we thank you, oh God, for answering us tonight. We thank you for hearing, oh God, and we thank you, Lord God, for making a way. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Blessed, blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. We ask that you do not take the card with you. Just leave it right there on your um, seat. And uh, we will collect those as you go, and then we will um, give them to our intercession ministry. We pray for these requests for, uh, for 30 days. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, I want to share just a couple verses with you now to help us to pray for ourselves. And um, I'm going to be reading to you uh, in a moment just three verses out of the book of Nehemiah. The book of Nehemiah. The book of Nehemiah is all about um, uh, God rebuilding and restoring. How many know that God is a rebuilder of things that were broken and torn down? Can we get an amen? Hallelujah. God rebuilds and restores. And in particular, when it comes to the book of Nehemiah, um, it's also a reflection of God being faithful to his covenant promises. His covenant promises. So um, the Lord, when he promises something, he's making a commitment based on his character, based on who he is, based on his word, and also based on his power and his ability. And, and God, if God said something was going to happen, something was going to happen. Now, interestingly enough, the Lord for many years warned Israel uh, uh, about their behavior, and then at a certain point, he told them, specifically through the prophet Jeremiah, you're going into exile for 70 years. 70 years you're going into exile. And sure enough, they didn't believe him, but they, and then they did go into exile. And then 70 years, when that, when that time was completed, he spoke to the heart of, of, of a king and he brought about the beginning of a release. It started in the book of Ezra. People were released because God just moved upon his heart. And then they went back and they rebuilt the temple. And then Nehemiah uh, was, uh, got a burden from the Lord to go and to rebuild the walls around uh, uh, the temple and the city. And, um, and so they were... They were moved by the heart of God, but it was in line with God's faithfulness. God promised that he was going to do it. In the New Testament, the Bible says, he who begins the good work will carry it on to what? Completion. God carries it on to completion, even though in the journey, sometimes things 
get broken down a little bit, don't they? Haven't you noticed things get broken down? You know, anybody here have, have been in the need, has been in the need of God sort of rebuilding stuff in your life? Could I see your hands? Sometimes God has to rebuild. But he is a rebuilder. And while, while we're undergoing the process of rebuilding, one of the things that, that we need to understand is that, actually, a couple things. Um, but one of the things we need to understand is that whenever God is doing a, a work of rebuilding, the enemy is, is also trying to come and do a work of tearing down. God is a builder, the enemy is a destroyer. And um, uh, God literally rebuilds, but what the enemy does, the enemy destroys through deceit, through, through all sorts of lies. Um, and really one of the biggest ways is through discouragement. It's through discouragement. We, when we're trying to do God's will, we have to learn to deal with voices, and in particular, the voice of discouragement. In fact, we were um, um, uh, praying today in staff, and one of the things that, that one of the leaders prayed for is that God would cover our minds, that we would put on the helmet of salvation because the enemy is constantly bombarding our minds with negativity, the Christian has to learn how to deal with the voice of discouragement. And today I'm going to show you a quick example of that. And I want to pray um, because there's so much insight, really, in actually one verse, but there's so much insight here uh, um, in, in terms of how Nehemiah accomplished the great work that God had for him. He knew how to deal with, uh, uh, with, the, with the, the voice of discouragement. So look at this. This is kind of halfway through. And maybe you're here today and you're, you're on your way. You're halfway through. God has done some stuff. And he's not finished, but he's done some stuff. And you're on your way. And whenever God really is, is building and reconstructing and rebuilding, here's what happens Look at this. These are the enemies of God. It says, now when Sambala, uh, Sambalat and Tobiah and Geshem, uh, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies heard that I had built the wall and that there was no breach left in it, although up to that time I had not set up the doors in the gates. It wasn't finished. It says, Sambalat uh, and Geshem sent to me saying, come and let us meet together at this word right here, because how in the world do you say that? Hakafirim, Hakafirim, Hakafirim. Come on, Hakafirim. Okay. If somebody says meet him at Hakafirim, just don't go, just because of the name. Am I right? Don't meet nobody at Hakafirim. You got to be kidding me. But anyway, okay, so come and let us meet at Hakafirim in the plain of Ono. Oh, oh no. <laughs> That's a trip right there. <laughs> I didn't see that this morning when I read it, I promise you. It says, but, but they intended to do me harm. They intended to do me harm. Okay, now look, 
It says, I sent messengers to them saying, I'm doing a great work and I cannot come down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and come down to you? And so, so very simple. Listen, some of the most spiritual things are incredibly simple. Okay? They're not complicated. They are just incredibly simple. And so the enemy comes to distract him and to, to discourage him. He intended to do him harm. If you read through this book, what you see is that Sambalat and these guys were constantly saying negative things and coming at him in different ways, just saying things, saying things, saying things. You ever have one of those days when you're trying to do God's will and you just get negative, negative, negative? You see? That's the, that's the voice of, of Sambalat, you know? That's the devil's voice trying to, and you have to learn how. Last week we talked about this. We walk by faith and not by sight. You see? We don't give in to our feelings. The other thing that we do when we walk by faith is we walk by what God says, not by what the enemy says. And the Christian has to learn how to do that. But I want to zero in specifically on how he answered him. Basically, he, he gave him a, 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 you know, just a couple sentences, but says some pretty powerful things. Here's the first thing that he said. When you answer the enemy, one of the first things you need to say to him when he's trying to distract you or discourage you, you need to be able to say to him, I'm doing a great work. Everyone say great work. He said, I'm doing a great work. I can't come over to you. I'm doing a great work. Look, I am doing a great work. And so uh, when you read Bible verses, guys, one verse can say a lot. So don't take it for granted. Let's break this one verse down very quickly. The first thing he said to him was, I'm doing a great work. A great way to deal to answer the voice of discouragement because the voice of discouragement tries to devalue, it tries to dismiss you, it tries to distract you. And when that's coming at you, you know the great thing to be able to say is to say, I'm doing a great work. Now, you can only say that if you're doing a great work. Am I right? So you got to be able to say, I'm doing a great work. And here's kind of the key. What is a great work? Because everybody here came from very different places tonight. You know, it's so good that we could gather together and collect together as the family of God and the people of God. And so awesome. We were in early. I just called the brothers forward. And the Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise and, and uh, we came to the mighty, we came before the throne of grace because we're invited as we talked about that. But everybody came from different places today, you see. And so what is a great work? A great work is the will of God for your life. You see, not everyone's great work is the same, but let me tell you something. When you're doing God's will, how many know that is a great work? 
you see. And so when you, what do you get negativity about? You get negativity about the great works, the works of God's will. So there might be someone here today that's battling in their marriage and, and the enemy saying give up and, and this and that. But don't you realize that's a great work? Your marriage is a great work. Some, some parent might be struggling and, and we're happy that you're here. You struggled to get to the prayer meeting and, and it's not, and the kids are battling in school and homework and this battle, but, and you're like, Lord, I, I need help and, and parenting is so tiring. But let me tell you something, parenting is a great work. It is the will of God that we would, that we would raise up our children full of faith. You see? Different people go to different places to do different things. And, and uh, my goodness, do you realize how powerful a godly worker actually is? Regardless of what you're called to do. When somebody really works. When someone has an incredible work ethic and they have, a, have an incredible testimony. You know what's interesting about the, the book of, Jer uh, of Nehemiah? I think I had it written here. Yes. Do you know the word work is, is mentioned 20 times in just this one book? You see? And, and part of what has to happen is God has to give us a revelation of the great work that he's called us to. A lot of times we... We give up on all the best things in God because we don't realize that it's a great work. So I want, I want you to think for just a moment, okay, what has God called you to? What great work are you called to today? Forget about, well, one day I want to do this and one day I'm going to do this and one day. We're not talking about one day. Let's talk about today. Okay. What are the great things that God is calling you to? See, many times the great thing that he's calling us to is right in front of us. But we allow the enemy to belittle what he's, God has called us to. We don't realize. And if you're here today, it's like, well, you know, I don't really know what great work I have to do. Well, if you're here and you say that, that means that you might have been listening to the wrong voice for a while already. You see, it might mean that, that, that you've been convinced. The Bible says that we are his workmanship. And he created good works in advance for all of us to do. Or great works in advance for all of us to do. And every single one of us has a great work to do for God. Every single person here... And, we'll, and, and when we go to pray in just a little while, we're going to pray that God would help us to lock into the great works. You see? Because when someone is locked into the great work, that's a person who's on mission. That's a man on mission. You know, in the, uh, in, in the Old Testament, I can't remember which book exactly. In the Old Testament, David had some mighty men. One of David's mighty men killed 800 people at one battle. And um, one of the other mighty men, you know what he did? He protected a small bean field. And you know beans are near and dear to my heart. <laughs> right? 
So I have a, a very high regard for a guy who will fight for beans. And, um, but this is true. He was given a patch of beans. This is the way the, tori- the story unfolds. He was given a small spot to protect, okay? And he fought and he would not yield that small assignment. And the more he stood and the, the stronger he stood, the more all of the other soldiers were raised up. And they were raised up and then the battle that was, the victory that was wrought was very, very, it was a great victory because someone took their, quote, small assignment very seriously. So I want to encourage everyone here. The Bible says don't despise the day of small beginnings. Don't allow the enemy to belittle where you are. How many of you know we got to say, no, God has called me to a great work, and I will not back down in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's say amen. Hallelujah. Can I, can I tell you, I just want to say this. Over the years, uh, um, I've had a lot of conversations with um, young moms um, that the kids are like somewhere between two and, uh, and six. And, um, and sometimes you get a mom and she's educated, she's got a degree, she's got all of this stuff. But she has children between the ages of, uh, not two, from, from, you know, just born, newborn to like six years old. And, uh, and when your babies are from zero to six, your whole life is like a revolution all the time. You know? You can clean, you know, you can clean, and in five minutes, it's like, it's like a tornado hit your house. Come on and preach it. You know that. No. Uh, uh, one minute story. So when we first, when we first got here to, uh, to Chicago, we met up with the leaders of a church on the south side, uh, um, Bishop Brazier's, and we actually went to a dinner Chrissy, I don't know if you remember this. And we were in, we were in minivan, minivan mode, which I think is very cool because it's, a, it's like a rolling apartment, you know what I mean? And um, so, so we went and we, we met with these people. We had a, had a meal with them downtown. They had valet parking. And um, when we finished, these, these people were together, sophisticated folks, spiritual and, you know, very, like, godly people. It was just an honor to be with them. So when we go out, I gave the ticket to the guy, and the guy pulls up, and then um, he opened up one side, but then one of these eager beaver guys wanted to help him open. So instead of opening up the front door, he opened up the side door, the second door. And when he opened up the second door, so much junk poured out on, t- it was a, the Magianos, and it was like a bucket of junk and wrappers and toys and, and all of these people were there. They looked at me, I was like, that's her car, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know. So, I'd rather ride a bike than get in that car, right? 
But anyway, <laughs> so you know what you know what the enemy does? The enemy picks at that young mom, picks, so that she won't realize, man, today I'm sowing precious seeds in my babies. Today I'm, 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 I'm singing songs with them and I'm teaching them verses and, and, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm loving on them. And the enemy comes and, 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 and moms get discouraged sometimes. You know why? Because the enemy is telling them that's not a great work. And the word of the Lord today is whatever God has called you to today, that is your great work. Come on, let's say amen one more time. Hallelujah. That's your great work. And don't let the enemy uh, belittle that great work. God's assignments for us are powerful. Here's the second thing he said. So the first thing he said is, he said, I'm doing a great work. The second thing he said, but this builds off of that. Is he said, I cannot come down. I cannot come down. Now, when, ne when Nehemiah said, I cannot come down, what he was basically saying is, 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 you know what, that's not an option. The stance of the Christian when it comes to God's will is, that is just not an option. This goes back to, living by faith versus living by feelings. If you live by your feelings, you will walk away from God a million times, okay? You will move out of the space, you will move out of the lane that God has you, you will walk away from your post and walk away from your assignment. If you go by your feelings, Christianity is not about feelings. Christianity is about the will of God and the call of God and the kingdom of God. And you know what? Even though we see all of this mortar and all of, and, and metal, how many know the kingdom of God is greater than all the kingdoms of this world? And we have the privilege to be part of the kingdom of God. Our privilege is that we have... We've been brought into the kingdom of God. And, and when you're brought into the kingdom of God, you don't go by your feelings. You go by faith. And, you, and when the devil says, move away, it's not worth it, or supply for yourself, or do it your own way, you say, I cannot come down. Someone today, what you need to say right now is, I cannot come down. I cannot come down. And what he was really saying is, I will not come down. I will not come down. I will not be moved. I'm not going to give an inch. And, and, and uh, I, can I tell you something? This issue never, ever, this battle, this type of battle, it never goes away until we get to heaven. And so, so uh, uh, once a month, I got to tell the devil, I cannot come down. Pastors have to say, I cannot come down. Leaders have to say, I cannot come down. I will not come down. Satan, that is not an option. Now, what we're going to do in a minute is we're going to pray that God would 
lock us into his will, and that God would give us the kind of resolve that says, you know what, here's, here, here's what you really got to come to. You got to come to a place that you say, you say, I'd rather lose with God than win any place else. You see, I'd rather lose with God than, than win any place else. I don't want to win any place else. I only want to win in one place. How many want to win with God? We want to win in the will of God and in the plan of God. Because the enemy will say, you can win over here, you can win over there, you can win over, you can do this, you can do that, and all the, and the pressure's going to be relieved. And we say, no, it's God's way or no way at all. I want God's way. So the first thing he says is, I'm doing a great work. The second thing he says, I cannot come down. And then the last thing kind of wraps it all together. And uh, uh, um, which is so awesome. Because you know what he said? He said, why should the work stop? Why should the work stop? That's a really good question. The Bible says, he who began the good work will carry it on to what? Completion. Okay, so God has started a work in Sebastian's life. God has a plan for a, a, a perfect will. And Sebastian, you know, might be in a challenge and in a battle. And what the enemy wants to do is get him off that track, get him off the road, get him outside of the will of God. You realize all the enemy has to do to win is to get us out of God's will. All we have to do to win is to stay in the will of God. And so here's what he says. He goes, why should the work stop? Why should the work stop? When you get discouraged, that is a fantastic question to ask yourself. Because if you ask yourself, why should the work stop, what you will find is that there is never a good answer for the work of God to stop. How many would say amen? And what that means is there is never a good answer for you or I to give in even when the devil is raging. Even when the storm is raging. You know when the storm is raging, what we need to say, we need to say, why should the work stop? You know, when the battle is raging, what do we say? Why should the work stop? There's no good reason for the work to stop because the one who starts the good work is the one who promises to carry it on to completion. What I want to pray today is that God would give us an amazing ability to silence the voice of the enemy by locking into God's will. I want to lock into God's will today. I want to lock into God's will and say, God, I want to do the great work that you have for me, God. It's getting dark and gloomy in Chicago, but why should the work stop? There are all sorts of reasons that we can be discouraged. Maybe someone lost their job today. But how many know just because you may have lost your job today, how many know the work of God in you and through you is not over? He causes all things to work together for our good. Hallelujah. Why should the work stop? 
So here's what I want to do. I want to I want to begin to seek the Lord right now. I want to seek him. I want God to lock us in, but maybe there's someone in particular. Every prayer meeting is different. Because every prayer meeting there's a different combination of needs and challenges. Some days you come in with a need, some days you come in with a challenge, other days you don't. On the day that you don't, you need to be ready to fight in the spirit for someone and say in the name of Jesus the work over this person's life will not stop in Jesus name I'm standing in the gap for them tonight how many are ready to stand in the gap for someone tonight hallelujah <laughs> on another day someone will do that for you but if you're here today and there's been a voice of discouragement coming at you don't be ashamed because it happens to all of us if that's you if somehow you've lost your sight or your sense of the great work today we want to pray that God is going to lock you into his will like never before if that's you I want you to stand right now we're going to pray come on all over the building hallelujah hallelujah lots of people are standing you know what let's do it this way slip out of your seat there's so many just slip out of your seat and come to the front we're going to pray today and we're going to pray god is going to lock his people into his will we're going to pray that god would is going to put a holy resolve in our brothers and sisters they're going to say i cannot come down i cannot come on slip out and look at all of these people get to the front hallelujah as they're coming now that they're coming i want everyone else to stand come on lift your hands to god we're going to worship him first before we pray blessed be the name of the lord that's a great song bless the lord hallelujah hallelujah we're going to worship him and give him glory come on come on let's worship the lord We glorify your name, O oh God. We believe you tonight. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul.
talk to your heart right now. Sing like never before, oh my soul, worship your holy One more time. Pray for the mind of Christ tonight, oh God. Give us the same mind that you gave to Nehemiah, oh God. Come on, everyone. Everyone take someone's hand right now. Hallelujah. 
we're going to pray right now. Lord, lock us into the great work, oh God. Lock us in tonight, oh God. Help us to zero in on the great work, oh God. We pray for refocus. Come on, lift your voice and begin to pray. God has a great work for every person here. into his will, that God would show us the great work and that we would lock in on it and not be moved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, we bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Father, we thank you, oh God, for the call, oh God. Father, we pray right now for each and every person, oh God, for each and every uh, uh, person that's in this building, oh God. Father, we pray, oh God, that we would lock into the call, oh God, that you've given us, oh God. Father, may have been years ago, may have been, oh God, months ago, Father, but that we would lock into it, Jesus, and that we would not be moved, oh God, that we would not be shaken, oh God, and when the enemy lies and when the enemy tries to deceive, that we, oh God, would push the enemy back, oh God, that we would take our ground, that we would take our place, oh God. Father, we come against fear in the name of Jesus. We come against doubt in the name of Jesus, oh God. We come against, oh God, distractions in the name of Jesus, Father. And Lord, we look to you, Father. We stand at the rock that is Christ Jesus today. Father, Lord, no, you have called us, oh God.
God. And you have equipped us, oh God, for a great work, oh God. And Father, today we take our stand, oh God. Today we say no more, oh God. Why should the work stop, oh God? You have called us, oh God, to fight, to fight for our families, oh God, to fight for our homes, oh God, to fight for our children, oh God, to fight for this city, oh God. So Father, we claim, oh God, victory now. We claim it, oh God. Father, we claim, oh God, victories, oh God. Father, we thank you, Jesus, for every, oh God, victory, oh God, that you have called us to, oh God. And Father, we lift up, oh God, every situation, oh God, that people are going through, oh God. And Father, we stand on the promise, the promise that you gave us, oh God. And Father, today, we don't look, oh God, at the back, oh God. We don't look to the left. We don't look to the right. But we fix our eyes on you, Jesus, today. And Father, we say, yes, why should the work stop, oh God? Lord, give us the strength to fight, oh God, like never before, oh God. Today, oh God, we say yes to the call. We say yes, oh God, to the victory. We say yes, oh God, to moving forward, oh God. And we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, oh God, for all that you're going to do, oh God. We thank you for the doors that are going to be blown open in the name of Jesus, oh God. And Father, we thank you, oh God, for all that you're going to do, Lord. We love you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, let's praise him. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. We praise you. We praise you, Lord. We give you glory tonight, oh God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be his name. Come on, one more time, everyone. Bless the Lord. Tonight, oh God. 
Hallelujah. We leave here on mission. And we thank you that your grace, oh God, is with us to carry that good work out for your glory and for your honor, oh God. And so I pray, Lord, that as our minds have been focused, I pray, oh God, that our hearts would be at rest. I pray, oh God, that our choices, oh Lord, would be deliberate. Make every step sure and sturdy, oh God. We thank you, Father, that we listen to one voice, and that is the voice of Jesus. Release your people now, God, to continue to, to commune with you and to receive from you. Lord, I pray that should you tarry, Lord, that we would wake up rested and ready. God, I pray that our time in the Word tomorrow would be full of revelation, oh God. I pray for words of promise and encouragement, oh God to do your will in your way. Thank you for this night. Thank you for everything that you did in the spirit. We love you and we praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. God bless you. Greet one another before you go. God bless you. Ladies, we'll see you on Friday night.